Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. Just like Martin, I've put on my old jacket and I'm back to the day job. Emma. And I'm back. No, I've not returned from the dead like Dan Watts. I just pulled a sickie to spend the week with Tubbs. Connor. You weren't debt collecting, were you? Anyway, what have we got coming up this week, Connor? Well, we've got two weeks worth of roundup for you. So we've got a lot of the Mitchells, a bit of Balam. Then we've got your hero and slapping Dan. Of two weeks. And then, of course, we've got two new games to play. I'm excited. You're going to love one of them. I can already hear you creasing in my head. (laughs) (laughs) But first, here's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. Get out of my pub. You need a slapping den. You bitch. You cow. Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank. Please in the fridge. Sausage surprise. Hope, Hope you, you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. night. So Connor's back. Yay. Yay. Apologies. I wasn't really pulling a sickie. I was actually ill. And then he was feeling much better until like two minutes ago when he nearly fell off his chair. <laughs> we were laughing about we were laughing about something and then I just like, <laughs> I do this thing when I laugh, like I nearly like lean over. But this time, <laughs> my chair just gave way. <laughs> I got it, I had my hands ready and then he just went flying at first. <laughs> it was the, oh, oh, that I went feel like, it. <laughs> I feel like, you know, those accident emergency, uh, not no accident emergencies, those accident helpline things for when you've got a claim. Oh, in the workplace. Yeah, workplace. <laughs> I'm going to put in a workplace accident. <laughs> I really I'm wish so that everyone else got to see what I saw. <laughs> no, literally just disappeared. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's only like 10 o'clock. It was still like recent. To be fair, speaking of accidents. Oh, yes. We have seen on Twitter that it's not going to go well on the Thames on EastEnders' 35th anniversary. Oh, I love when they have anniversary episodes. They're always so good, aren't they? Oh, I get so excited for them. That one, where they did it live, was <gasps> fan. The live week. That was amazing. Loved it. That How's was Adam? Great. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I loved when, um, you know, the infamous Max bit where he's like... <laughs> Trying to make himself sick, but he's just like, he's clearly putting his fingers in his mouth. Oh my God, that'll be 10 years this year when Bradley died. God, still not over that. No, I'm not over that. That Stace! (laughs) No. Nah, that roof just murdered so many people. It really has, a lot of Brannons. It's a terrible wind, it hates Brannons. But who do we think is going to die this year? Well... It all depends, doesn't it, on whether they're going to stay true to what they've said and actually kill a main character or not. Oh, if the paper's version of a main character and ours are very different. Yes, because <laughs> we all know, we all know, <laughs> we all know we get very hyped up by the newspapers, articles, and they, you know, can sometimes run away with their theories. And then we end up thinking it's like <laughs> Phil himself's going to like end up being like killed off. But I actually don't think it's going to be someone main like Phil no I don't even or Sharon like the biggest character I think that it could be would be Linda with everything that's going on with her being drunk on the boat yes I was gonna say if if they're going down the road of a main character it would have to be Linda probably because like yeah she's like got this whole alcoholism storyline it's gonna cause the accident or it's gonna lead into it yeah I think she might be involved somehow yeah and then if I was going for Someone else, I'd probably say Keanu. Yes. Or Tina. Yes. If it's a Carter. Tina. Yeah. yeah. Tina has kind of, she's fabulous. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved her character, but she hasn't got any real storylines going on at the moment. So you could be right. It could be Tina who goes into the water and doesn't come back out because, well, she doesn't have any storylines going on at the moment. So it'd be quite easy to kind of like shuffle her off. Or Keanu, because he's already wrapped up a storyline, really. We've already had one exit, so what's another? So I think it could be. But enough speculating. Let's get on with the show. This segment will open with an ode to Martin and his quote. Got you back. Got you back. We got you back for good. 
<laughs> we got him back! Yay! Yay! Old Martin is back. His old coat is back. Well, <sighs> we had glimpses of the winter version of the yes, good jacket yes. that was coming back. Yes, creeping But in. now... Now we've got... The one and only... The sheepskin. It's, it's back. back. It's back. I've <sighs> been asking for this since whenever <sighs> this whole Martin and Ben thing started, which feels like a lifetime. I literally feel like that meme. You know, the old woman where it's like, it's been 85 years. <laughs> like, it, like has. it has been like that. I feel like this Dark Martin storyline has been going on since the dawn of time. <laughs> like, I don't even remember, like, last year. I just remember Dark Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, he's took over your brain. He has. And I'm just so glad that he's, he's you know. He's back to normal. He's back to normal. Well, Back hopefully. to Green Grossen. Well, yes, debt collecting. Done. That's gone. That's dried up. Yeah. Straight back to that No one stall. a debt collector anymore. No one's suspicious about anything that's gone on. He's no. just back on that store. Tubbs has been executed by Ben, probably. <laughs> where is he? Because where's he? Like, he's just gone. <laughs> and Martin's closing the chapter on this. He's hiding that last piece of evidence, that crucial piece of evidence that shows the potential murder of someone. Obviously, we know the truth, but the evidence basically says it, that they've murdered someone. He hides that piece of crucial evidence in his shed. Ah, the life of crime with Martin Fowler. Mm, mm. Burns everything else. Leaves the only thing. But that thing. crucial piece? Yeah. Ah, oh, to put that in the shed? Yeah, of course. Sorry. Right. Could come in handy. Oh, For someone else. You never know. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> we shall revisit that topic. Yes, we will. But he closes the chapter. He thinks, that's it. Everything's great. And then, of course, the man he hit at Christmas, he wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So this hit and run guy, mm-hmm. he got hit by Tubbs and Martin. Yes. He woke up mm-hmm. from a coma. Yes. I'm assuming had some memory loss. Yeah, well, I mean, it was only two weeks ago that he'd been hit by a car when he woke up. So, I mean, miraculous recovery. He seems to know who Martin and Sonia are. Weirdly. When did he ever meet Sonia? Like She's truly. only been hovering outside yeah. of the window. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like they've sat down and played cards or something. Do you know what I mean? She hasn't got a bag of grapes or anything. Like even though she's suspiciously walking around a lot. Yeah. You still wouldn't from that Can I just... pick out Martin. You would start thinking it was her to be fair. Yeah. She's super suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I was like saying... The security in this place isn't very good, though, is it? If she can just dawdle from one ward to another and no one says a single thing. And just only look after this one man. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's dying next to her. She's like, no, no. I don't mean to be funny, but it literally would not stand up in court if... No, if because he doesn't have any He has evidence. no other evidence. He literally only has Martin's name. And how many Martins are there anyway? Exactly. Secondly, even if he did accuse the Martin, like Martin Fowler, him saying, oh, well, I just remember here Martin's name... And Martin out. could have been walking past at the same yeah. time, and so we could have went, Oh, I'm Martin, you're right. Or the fact that he got hit by a car, like, could have scrambled his brain. Like, no police no. or anything's going to take that. He's serious. got no evidence at all that this was Martin Fowler. So, why is Sonia going with this old blackmailing thing? It's so weird. There's nothing this guy can do. So, naturally, to make things better, Sonia robs dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The Russians. So, sorry, yes. The Russians. Stop blaming Sonia. I know, I forget. It's those pesky Russians. <laughs> They've been writing those checks out. I mean, first they were hacking, you know, online, and now, now they've gotten so clever. They're cashing checks. Cash checks. Amazing. Forger signatures and everything. Amazing. I mean, that £35.80 or whatever it was, that, that went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 8000 yeah. I like to think um, Sonia's just charging Duff for all the cups of tea she makes her. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> he has a cup of tea that's worth 5,000. Oh, sorry, Dot, did you say you want a biscuit? That's 2,000. Yeah. Sorry. Say, so, it all racks up, really. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> really, Dot's just in serious debt to Sonia. <laughs> it's not the other way around. Oh. But at Christmas, she was already stealing from Dot. Yes, this is very strange. And this is a totally different thing from what I'm getting because um, she wasn't being blackmailed by the hit and run guy. A Christmas. So what was she doing originally stealing from Dot? I'm guessing that she also has another side story that we're going to be exploring in the future. It's got to be debt related or maybe even the... Oh, Martin will have to sort it out. Oh, maybe he's coming to collect the debts. Um, Imagine if Tubbs just knocks on the door. Well, then we know where he is at least. That'll be Ox though, wouldn't it? Hi, Martin. (laughs) You're all right, hon. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like I think it's going to definitely have to be explored because you're right. Why she did obviously steal this money to Claire Martin's like name. She had been trying to steal money at Christmas. What for? I need to know. What our doctor son has been up to? Well, anyway, she, you know, does all this for Martin and, you know, as the old adage goes, no good deed goes unpunished. So Martin breaks her heart. <laughs> Basically smashes up her family dreams and, yep, you know. she's been doing all this for him because she loves him. Yeah, totally destroyed it. Destroyed it all. Martin but just killed her. He loves Stacy. That's true. Yay! I've <laughs> been so happy in my life. We are so happy. <laughs> Just, all we want is Martin and Stacey back together. We just want all Martin back and Stacey with him. Yes. That's all we want. Thank you for at least saying. I was getting like really annoyed. He loves it. When him and like Sonia were like playing around like naked and things like that. And, you know like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were running around like half dressed and stuff and like messing on. I was like, oh yeah Martin, don't you worry love. Stacey's just going to look after all your like children. from Who a, you are apparently protecting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She'll just look after all those kids whilst you just mess around. Don't worry about Bex who also almost tried to kill herself. You just mess on. Exactly, Martin. Now that's why I'm glad that we've got the old Martin back. Because the old Martin is going to feel really guilty about all that stuff. He's going to apologise for all that stuff and get back with Stacey. He better. He better. Oh, I'm kicking off. But yeah, I feel like this whole thing, he broke her heart for, for absolutely nothing as well, to be fair. This didn't need to actually happen. But it he led... did try and redeem himself. He did. He took the blame. He did. Because they had that massive, oh. massive row, didn't they? Had that Love massive that. Row. They both said two things that we've been thinking. Yes. Sonia said, you're not a real gangster. Yes, yes. Finally. Yes. Come on, Dr. Son. <laughs> Dr. Son spoke A20's <laughs> words. This is why we love her. And he said, Sonia, there's hundreds of Martins. <laughs> exactly. Two things that we have said. What about Martin's name incriminates him in that flipping case? She's basically led this guy to him now. Yes. <laughs> That's what's ridiculous. Sonia has made this worse. Stick, <laughs> stick to being a doctor, Sonia. Don't be a detective. So yes, after all the arguments were said and done, Martin basically confessed, took the blame, took the fall for Sonia. Probably feeling a bit guilty about all the things he said to her. <laughs> he takes the blame and then gets kicked out. And goes and lives in his shed. <laughs> Good old shed. But now Dot's gone. Yes. She left that really weird answer message to Sonia, which sounded like she was like never coming back or something. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Anyway, <laughs> so surely Martin could now come back and live with them because Dot won't know. Yeah, what's stopping them? Because it's only really Sonia and Bex and that would know. Dot, and yes. they all know that Sonia took it now because Sonia's confessed. Yeah. I suppose it's just Dotty. Like, she probably would hate him. But at the same time, I don't know that Sonia would probably want Martin in the house after he said that's just like the worst thing. True, <laughs> true. There's quite a few things stopping him coming back, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. My mind's wondering to what's happened with Dot. Where does she go when she goes to Ireland? So doesn't she go and see Charlie? Ah. Oh. Or do you think she goes and sees Cat's son? <laughs> <laughs> Red Water Part 2. <laughs> Dot's actually, uh, you know, going around and instead of in, is investigating Kathleen's son's murders. That would be great. Oh. Like Vera style. <laughs> Just gets a cigarette out. Detective, Detective Dot. Detective Dot. Oh, why is that <gasps> not a thing? Oh, let's make that a thing. That needs to be and a thing. And she'll just keep going every time. Ooh, I say. Oh, Father Dominic. Happy birthday to Cat. Happy birthday. It's Kat's 50th! Yay! I didn't think she was 50. No. Do you know who else I didn't think was 50? <laughs> Big Mo! Mo. <laughs> oh my God! Trying to pull the other one, yeah? Like, because Big Mo is not 50. Maybe she was 50 years ago. <laughs> but she's not. She's Happy not 100th birthday! Yeah. Happy centennial! <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say she looks fantastic for 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she's in her 80s, isn't she? She's got to be. Well, they've she mentioned was there it. when Kathleen was born. They definitely mentioned it not long ago. So Jean went up to Habiba and asked for the birthday party. And yes. she somehow thought it was Mo. Yes. <laughs> like, how stupid. <laughs> no one looks at Mo and thinks, yeah, 50. <laughs> no one. <laughs> she's been on this square. She's a new part. Well, this is the bit that gets me. So, Habiba, I can forgive. Yes. 
having a moment. Yes. We all have them. We do. However, when they were all talking about her, which she couldn't hear, even though she was sat right next to them yeah. in the cafe, how did no one there know, especially Kathy herself, surely she knew that Mo was not the one turning 50. So there was Jay there, there was Lola there, there was Kathy, Khabiba, yeah. more right in front of them, not hearing a thing as they laughed loudly about her age. Exactly. How do all of them actually, like one thing is Habiba, like you're saying, like it's one thing for her to believe it and not know because she's only been on the square for like about, yeah. you know, a year or two. All of the others know. Especially Kathy. Come to. on. Come on. Come on. They must. Surely. I just think all of the people stood there. One of them would have questioned like, no, she's definitely not, you know, that's got to be Kat. Yeah. But I tell you what, Habiba has gave me a great idea for your birthday. <gasps> that mm. cardboard cutout of Big Mo. I'm getting that for you. Oh my God, please. please. Loved it. That would be the gift of all gifts. It would literally make my day. Do I get a party like Kat as well? Oh yeah, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to organise it for someone else. Right, great, great. <laughs> but Kat enjoyed it that way. <laughs> I think it had, that party had everything that truly defines Kat's character and the slate as in general. They're, you know, a bit of a misadventurous mishaps. They're like, they're cornerstone, aren't they? Like all these weird little like storylines that never quite work out for them when they're, they're not in their big dark storylines. When they're trying to have their, like their fun, it's always things like, oh, we thought Kat was dead. And then she like wanders around and they think that she's like a ghost or something. It's always like that funny quirkiness. And I feel yeah, like that's... I think the Slaters really do the comedy well. They do, don't they? And the party did it well. Because that, that whole idea that like it's the cat and everyone's got it wrong and there's a cutout of Mo. <laughs> like that's just brilliant. I loved when Cat walked in and she's like, well, it could be worse. Could it look like you at 50? <laughs> <laughs> I love Cat. So Jean organised the party. Yes. Well, hoping it was for Kat, even though she said she didn't want one. Yeah. But she's also been doing a lot of other things in her spare time. With Daniel. With Daniel. Oh. 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 Oh, I'd love them, you know. They've like Oh totally, my God, I know. They melt my heart every time they're on the screen. I love that line when she was talking, she was explaining our relationship with them. And she was like, yeah, you just... It just says things and like, we talk about death all the time and then we just end up bursting in hysterics. I just love that. I am so going to cry when Daniel goes. Oh, God. Can he just be a compulsive liar and actually doesn't have cancer? He's one of those <laughs> characters that's come in and I've, I've gelled with straight away. Like, I get, yeah. I like him and um, I understand why he's on the square. He's got all the storylines. He's yeah, funny. Yeah. He's bringing a sense of humour to it, even with the sad story. Yeah. I just don't want him to go. See, I took a little bit longer to warm to him, but actually, when he left, like, I felt the like the departure, like, I felt it. And then when he um came back oh my god uh, he completely won me over from his from his leave to oh his yeah return. definitely christmas he just got better didn't he oh, completely won me over um and it's just going to be so hard when he does eventually die but they're not letting that stop them they've got that bucket list oh yes we all know what was on daniel's bucket list mm. gene got some biscuits for half time yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. oh, I love it. I love it. So funny. A little bit of sausage surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's not a fishy basket. Wasn't all just that kind of fun and games for Jean and Daniel. They had a few more. So Rainy decided to give them a leaflet for funerals. Yes. Thanks, Rainy. Wow. She's got a lot of tact there, doesn't she? <laughs> So they took advantage of that, and rightly so. Oh, I loved it. Did you see all the food they had? I would absolutely love that. Do I was like, hey, should we do that? I did think, would it be a bit distasteful <laughs> to do that? Because actually, I would love a That banquet. was like a good afternoon tea. I know, could you imagine? It'd be <laughs> lovely, wouldn't it? Just help ourselves to it. Get a Colin the Caterpillar. Always love a good Colin. Whereas Jean and Daniel were enjoying their time together, what little they currently have, Cat and Cush kind of hit a bit of a rocky patch, a small one. And this all stemmed from Leo. Oh, yeah, as usual. Always. He would have been putting ratings on their clean slaters. Yeah, love that name. I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, this guy thought these were 
were real comments. Real comments. These horrible comments that like Leo had obviously left. He's quite dangerous, Leo, actually, when you think about it, isn't mm. he? Like he is very dangerous. Because that's like that's like next level revenge. It's like evil. And naturally the person who came to the to Kat was a creepy sleazoid, inspired by what Leo had left on the comments. And this obviously made Kat feel uncomfortable and this led to a big chat between her and Kush. Yeah, oh, I loved it. Because she'd been off with Kush, I think, as well, for like that day, didn't she? Mm. She was like, because whenever we get these storylines with Kat, where she's returned to that dark storyline of hers and her dark time as a child, like, sucks her back away from everyone. She recoils from, like, every other character. And so it was natural that when this did happen, she had this moment that reminded her of what happened to her as a child that she pushed away everyone but Kush obviously sat her down and and spoke to her about it and she confessed what he already knew because that's what he says he already knew and he thinks she's a warrior and so do we speaking of leo when he's not leaving comments he's doing what he does best creeping creepy creepy leo yes he's creeping again just lurking around the stalls hanging around whitney Wearing his Sainsbury's uniform. Yeah, creeping up on her. <laughs> creeping up like he's going to hand her a, a, you know, a bunch of bananas or something. So whilst Leo's creeping around in his Sainsbury's uniform, Kat basically swaps stalls with Whit to try and help her out, try and get out, get away from that creepy, creepy Leo and makes a few, few funny comments. She does. I love that comment where she's like, what kind of stalker takes a <laughs> coffee break? <laughs> and then um i love how her and mo teamed up oh, to like take them down so funny when big mo she says was it she gives wit some advice she called knees and nails never fail <laughs> classically they're just knocking out these one-liners and then just she loves the slate what'd you call them again what'd you call mr purple <laughs> that's the best and didn't she get one of these things and just empty it yeah. in front of them <laughs> yeah and just looked at him as she done it mr purple it. And then on top of, like, obviously the Slaters rallying around Whitney, you've also got Martin and Muscles, a.k.a. Kush. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to just call them Muscles now as well, aren't we? Yeah. Um, we've decided we're going to take a leaf out of Big Mo's book. Um, yes, and Martin and Muscles basically tell Leo to back off again and again and again. <laughs> so whilst everyone seems to be kind of, like, rallying around Whitney, Dottie. Dottie. Hmm. Hmm. Bit different. Yeah. So firstly, she's wearing Whitney's top. And now, so weird, by the way. Yeah. Who just wears other people's clothes? She just took it and didn't even care. And I'm like, hang on, you're not like sisters or anything. Yeah, you're not this even, is creepy. You're not even really cousins. No. So stop. And then goes and helps Leo, who is stalking Whitney out. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Nice hmm. of her. What a lovely girl Dottie is. Yeah. Remember when we all went, maybe she'll be completely nice and new and not anything like Nick. Sonia did say she was the spawn of Nick Cotton. <laughs> I mean, she is. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly is. Dr. Son delivering all the lines. I mean, really, if anything, this whole dotty thing just, just showed me that there's one thing you don't talk about, and that's dads. Oh, Leo really took offence, didn't, didn't he? I thought he hated his dad, and then suddenly... That's what I'm confused about. He hates... You know, he loved him, now he hates him. And then in that moment, I was like, hang on. Yes. You love him now again? He loves him again, because now he was defending him against Dottie's questioning. Yeah. Because she said that both of them had had bad dads. Yeah. And that's what's brought them together. I mean, you've been talking to them for two minutes, Dottie. It's already brought you together. I love it. She's like fell in love with them after five (laughs) minutes. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Like I just, I I was just sat there thinking, right, this is odd. I thought he hated Tony. Yeah. After the whole like reveal, you know, when he finally kind of like sat down with Wit and everything. I thought he hated him. Because he was saying to her, how he believes her now and he understands that what they have in common is that yeah. they've both been mistreated by by Tony. By Tony. Yeah. So now it's weird, isn't it? It's it's going back into that mm. sort of like, oh no, he is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and naturally, Whitney does try to warn Dottie, but does she listen? No. No. So they go for a drink together. Naturally, because they have so much in common. So much in common. You know, both of them have dads who went to jail. Both of them have dads who died. You know, lots of things have in common, really. And the whole time, I loved this. This was so well done. He was fixated on Dottie, but 
when Dottie was talking, it was Whitney. Yeah, yeah. Loved that. That was so good. Normally, you know what I'm like, I don't normally like things like that where they try and, you know, change it up a bit on the, on the EastEnders format. But actually, again... That worked. That worked. It was very creepy. It was very cool. Because obviously she was wearing Whitney's top, as was said. Yeah. Then he got her to put her hair up like Whitney. <laughs> so and then later in the day, he just called her Whitney. It's like single white female, but instead Leo's dressing someone <laughs> to look like someone. <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was just all kinds of wrong. Now time for another chapter of The Adventures of Dotty Cotton. <laughs> Sounds like a children's book, I love it. <laughs> if a children's book turns sinister. Yeah, and she was pushing kids in bins. <laughs> and fleecing people of their money. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Fleecing little old ladies. Part two will be the spawn of Nick Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is what Sonia called her, didn't she? And she she definitely, I don't know if it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, where everyone's like, we expect you to be evil because you're like Nick's kid. Yeah. But Dottie is sort of living up to that, that name yeah. now. Dating the son of a child abuser slash also a stalker himself. Like, also is, you know pretty mean to everyone and cockroaches are we putting, forgetting that oh yeah putting cockroaches in people's sandwiches and what what else um has she been up to oh that's right trying to fleece her grandma like you know the classics the classics i just feel like she is living up to the the whole statement going around being that angsty and, and nasty generally doesn't doesn't rub people the right way and one person that she pushed a little bit too far was, was bex, bex. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Bex, probably not the best time to tell her this. <laughs> no, see, I don't know why, but I thought Dottie already knew the truth about her oh, dad. I do that all the time. I think it's because I know it. That I I'm know. like, ah, you must I know. I do it all the time with, <laughs> with these stories. I'm like, wait, is that, is that a secret? I did it when um, Shirley was revealed to be um, oh, yeah. mixed mad. And I was like... Because we already knew, so we're like, so well, how do you know? How do you not know? <laughs> do you not watch the show? <laughs> I forget that they don't have tellies. <laughs> They're not watching what we are. No. So, yeah, Bex decided to say, yeah, well, Dot killed your dad. <laughs> oh, well, Grandma killed your yeah. dad. <laughs> Grandma, we, we love, love you. I love that. <laughs> Grandma oh, killed dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes, where Beck said it and <laughs> literally was like mic drop. Everything just went silent. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was just like, oh no. Naturally, Dottie wasn't too pleased. Well, you know, you <laughs> wouldn't be, would you? <laughs> Find out that your dad had been murdered. <laughs> By your grandma. <laughs> yeah. Life on the square. Um, yeah, so she ran home, had a bit of a, a tiff with Sonia again, who then sat her down to to discuss Nick. She didn't quite come across as comforting to begin with because if someone's no. really upset that their dad was murdered, probably don't start by describing them as like Voldemort. Every <laughs> time he came back, he came back with more darkness. I'm like, okay, Sonia, this is a little bit overdramatic for a man who, what? Held the cafe hostage. Okay, so maybe he did have a bit of darkness then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just... <laughs> I feel like the way she described it was almost Dottie like... was there. Oh, you know, yeah, she helped. But uh, remember, he was sometimes really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was sometimes really funny, really nice to her when he wasn't using her to try and fleece Dot or using her to try and, you know, do, like, evil little shenanigans. Yeah, okay. Okay, Dottie. <laughs> lovely. I'm sure he was lovely. At least she has fond memories. Shame that she didn't have fond memories of Grandma. Not anymore. She's going to fleece her of her money. She's said it, hasn't she? She's absolutely said it. See, this is another thing. I don't know why, but I thought when Dottie came back, that was what was going to be happening anyway. anyway. <laughs> I thought they'd already set that up. It's just a slow burn, like Cherie's storyline. But maybe I just got mixed up thinking, oh yeah, well, it's Nick Cotton's daughter. Yeah, of course she's going to do all that. judged her. So I just judged her and decided that story myself in my head. Which is the spawn <laughs> of Nick, so she's bound to fleece her. Well, I was right. So that's you, all were that right. Matters. you were right. You were right. You were right. And so Dottie basically shows her true self, her true colours, when she proves that she's an adept liar again by fooling Sonia, who then walks off and then reveals to Bex the truth, that she's going to take what she's owed from Dot. Linda still drinking from the bottle. But thankfully, despite Linda's increasing alcoholism and dependency on drink there is some good news the queen vic won Woo! yes apparently that judge she came in she saw it she thought she, it was fab 
She loved ball and change. Yes. She loved the little argument between Linda and Ruby. Yeah. I which love... I thought that was her walking in because didn't it just pan to this woman that we'd never seen before looking at them? Yeah, yeah. Maybe she loved to fight. Maybe, Maybe she, she wasn't a fan of Ruby's. Maybe she did. Maybe she hated Ruby. No. She might not have been a shipper. <laughs> it was you in disguise. It was me in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a confession. I am the judge <laughs> from EastEnders who judges pubs. And I have to say, I did hack the results. Like <laughs> but yes, and we got other good news. Whilst the pub was obviously doing great and Linda's announcing that they're going to be doing something special for this win, we obviously know that the fifth's coming. What's it going to be? It's a party on a boat. Boat party. Can't wait. Well, we're getting all those little preludes and little nods towards it now. And then, to top off, Linda's like, Brilliant week. She makes up with Sharon. Yay! Yay! I didn't like them two not being friends. No, it was so weird. They've been friends since, like, Linda came to the show. And also, I said ages ago that I think them two need each other now because they can help each other with things. They're both going through tough times. But yeah. also, Sharon did have that pill addiction originally, yeah, so she yeah, could she really did. help Linda. But I think, yeah, this time they both need each other a bit. It is, like, so weird that in this time of, like, need... <laughs> they're like <laughs> I suppose it's because of just the alcoholism that she wasn't thinking straight and, and know, we don't know what she said to her because that's when we all blacked out with Linda yeah yeah true so true. weird isn't it I love that I like to think it was something about Keanu I do mm. <laughs> and that's what pushed it over well, yes, speaking of Keanu speaking mm. of yeah Linda had a little secret oh Linda I mean Linda and Martin the pair of them are terrible well I'm secrets. sorry but if it. you're gonna send Martin Fowler to kill someone you should expect this kind of thing know, to happen I know we all knew we all knew it would come out within about two weeks <laughs> and without fail Martin's already revealed to Karen that Keanu's alive and now Linda's just done the same for Sharon in the words of Sonia Fowler you're not a gangster, Martin. <laughs> exactly. This is why you don't send him out. This is why you don't send him to do these things. So yes, Sharon found out the truth and what she does with that truth. Mm. We might just address later. Oh. But moving on, there were some other truths, some other tea that was spilled. <gasps> yes, wait for it, Emma. I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> I've not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie hates Linda. Oh, that was awful, wasn't it? Oh, so bad. <laughs> it's like, it's the way she thought it was Shelley, the angry mom in the yeah. in the playground. And she and was like, no, it was Ollie. And I was like, oh, awkward. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Ollie. That's he, not great. He hates his mom. She ruined Christmas. Well, to be fair, she did leave them at Christmas and have a massive argument with Mick. True. And she is now climbing into his bed at night times as Mick said drunk so it's probably terrifying <laughs> for poor little Ollie yeah I also think like she's spending so so long away from him and like she's obviously deliberately isolated herself from her family but because she's done that and Mick's been there Ollie's only had his dad for like yeah months now months now ever since like the whole autism reveal like Linda has kind of estranged herself from Ollie. It's so weird and so sad. But now, obviously, Ollie has started to feel really resentful of her. And so, with everything spiraling out of control with her alcoholism, Mick decides to trap her in a room. <laughs> yeah, a bit like when Stuart done it to Rainey. Yeah, and that worked out so well, didn't it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, we all know what happened there. Mm. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, exact same. Yeah, so she broke out. Isn't that weird, though, the parallel because of Stuart and Mick falling out and oh, everything? Oh, <gasps> that is so good, isn't it? I wonder if that's what reconnects them. Oh, that may be oh. the two share something in common. their partners have addictions. Oh, You're right, because that's very, very... That is just coming to my head right that, now. That, I never I feel thought so about that. Whoa. The mirroring between those two scenes is very good. Yeah. I think you're onto something. Oh, my God. Well done. I'll Little be writing for the team soon. <laughs> Little round of applause there. Um, I wish. <laughs> yeah, she breaks out with her words. She basically fools Mick once more. She's not drunk. No, no. But that bottle of water that she carries around, it's just got water in. Don't you worry. Just water. It's just water. So she goes around drinking her just water. Um, 
that turns, what you've got right there? <laughs> just right there. I've got some just water. Just water. <laughs> just water. Um, turns up at Ruby's and decides to crash their little party. Ian's little party, doesn't I she? I love the bit where she went up and she's like, Ruby, 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 Ruby. And then uh, Karen, Jean and Daniel went, <laughs> like a little backup dancer a backup singer <laughs> I love that song so I was like that's me whenever I hear Ruby talk about a club yeah yeah I just want to break into a into song into that song I know it's, it's so tempting isn't thanks it? Kaiser Chiefs <laughs> <laughs> but yes then Drunk Linda decides to spill some more truth everywhere <laughs> reminds us all of you know uh, Ian and uh, Jean's little little thing that they had a while back that is something jean definitely wants to forget by her face i think we all do yeah i think we all do because that was a disturbing time in eastenders history but we'll move on um (laughs) never happened never happened we'll move on from that thanks thanks linda then linda drops some more more truth on ian about his downstairs (laughs) situation and ruby decides it's about time we call mick yeah Uh, linda's kind of ruining the party here so Mick walks in and it's like, oh no. And Linda wets herself on stage. <sighs> Poor Linda. I do love how she's playing this role. She's though. playing it fantastically. It's and brilliant. Kelly Bright is kicking this out of the park. Oh, honestly, yeah. this is amazing. Like she has done the storyline perfectly. And I can't wait to see what she does and where she takes the story. And thanks to her big bombshell. It was a big week for Sharon and the Mitchells. So as Linda continues to struggle with her drinking problem, Louise has been struggling with guilt. Oh, and has she not? <laughs> I mean, screaming at her baby, thinking her baby hates her, almost casually smothering her. What I found weird is during the whole situation, knowing fine well that she needed to get in quick, mm-hmm. Lisa went to the front door now, this is going to sound a bit odd, but Phil's back door is always open. <laughs> is that an invitation <laughs> to someone out there? <laughs> Things might not have worked out for Callum's date, but maybe maybe Phil's back door will be open for him. Phil's always open. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's back door is always open. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah, it. F- yeah, so uh, Phil's back door is always open. Yeah, so. it's so weird. It always seems to be. I've never, like, everyone just walks in, don't they? They always walk in and almost <laughs> catch people, like, having affairs and things like that. Yeah. It's bizarre. He never locks it. No. I suppose he probably doesn't feel like he needs to because he's not really scared of anyone, is he? Just... So why did Lisa go to the front door? Yeah. More importantly, does she not still have a key? I mean, he's lived there for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah, she just manages to get in there in time to stop Louise making a... a <laughs> Terrible mistake. I mean, I love how she's racked with guilt of potentially murdering or orchestrating the murder of her boyfriend and the father of her baby, but then almost murders her child, <laughs> like, with her own hands. She's clearly not in her right mind. So confesses? Yes. And then do you know what else happens? Phil confesses. And then... Ben confesses. Literally, it's like one after the other. Louise confesses to Lisa. Lisa then confronts Phil, who then confesses to Lisa. And then Ben, you know, without knowing all this is going on, confesses to Callum. It's like everyone's just confessing. They're not very good at keeping these secrets, are they? No. Linda literally confessed to Sharon. Martin confessed to Karen. I mean, it's just going all over the oh place here, isn't it? Everyone knows. We said, we said this will all be exposed within two weeks or something. And to be fair, Sharon and Karen... Oh, like 90s jewel. Oh, yeah. They confess to each other about knowing that he's alive. Yes. Yes. What a partnership as well. So much confessing. What a partnership. But when the police arrived and started investigating, Karen didn't really want to say anything because she was scared, wasn't she? Well, because she knows the truth. She knew the truth. She needs to act a bit scared because, you know, it's her son, but she doesn't want to... To let the Mitchells know. Let the Mitchells know. So she's in a she tough was place. In a precarious, a precarious place with this whole thing. And then, with the police's arrival and investigation, well, Phil naturally, as he always does, jumps to numerous conclusions. <laughs> He's like, who's called them? Who's brought them here? Blah, blah, blah. Martin done it. Martin's done it. Why would Martin do it when he could have put himself in the frame? He's yeah. not that... St- I mean, he's stupid, you, but he's not that stupid. You hired him. He put it in the shed, we understand. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. But he's not stupid enough to go to the police. <laughs> 
Yes, well, we all know that it wasn't Martin. It was Sharon. Sharon Watts is back. <gasps> she's been playing little games. Yeah, she knows the truth, so she's going to make them pay. And I love it because Danny like ran over to like Warner. I was I like, like oh, Denny's overhearing. I love, I love that um, we've got this like little mischievous Denny like <laughs> running back and forth. And I love that like despite not obviously being happy with his mum, he still, still wants to protect her. Yeah, he still yeah. doesn't want to get like, you know, murdered by Phil. But obviously when she called the police at this point, she had no real evidence yet. Mm. But as we've already said, Martin's stupidity knows no bounds. Well, I did like when Lisa and Phil were pretty much saying, Martin is not a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because Phil was like, I'd rather have Billy do it. Exactly. So that summarizes wow. <laughs> that summarizes exactly how inept Martin must be. And we know that. Yeah. Sharon went into that shed and found that video that she needed after interrogating Linda for for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. Linda was not budging. She waterboarded Linda. <laughs> she, she got Linda to confess all the truth. And now Sharon has found the shed and the evidence she needed. Speaking of the shed, by the way, what about those noises? Yeah, so the noises that I'm hearing are like, so there's the tube noise in the background, but are you also hearing the ee? (laughs) 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 Oh my God. It's like it's in the head and it's like ee, and then the the tube. (laughs) (laughs) It's just all that. It's like ee. Bla- I feel like Phoebe on Friends when she's singing with Ross playing the bagpipes <laughs> and she's like, ee, ee, ee. I love that. But it's like all those noises on top of each other and it's just not working it's for just, me. It's, it's too Netflix. It's, it's too much. It's too much. It's st- sort of giving us like Hollyoaks feels. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm like, no, no, no. no. Stand as these standards. Don't, don't do too much. A little bit every now and again is fine. Not too much. None of this. <sighs> None of that. None of that. But odd sounds aside, Sharon had the phone. She had the evidence she needed. So naturally, Queen Sharon was ready for revenge. She was smirking every time she saw them. (laughs) Smirking. (laughs) Frowning, smirking. (laughs) Doing it all, grinning. Bailey Owen would be proud. She would. She would be very proud. She went to confront Phil in the arches. Oh, yes. Phil almost punched her. I know. <laughs> it's like, hold on, she's pregnant. At least Callum stood in the way like, no, go on. Yes, thank thank <laughs> God Callum was there to stop Phil from like, you know, punching a heavily pregnant woman to the ground. Just punching a woman in general. Yes, exactly. And we totally know this is Phil's baby. I've been oh, convinced no. since the moment the DNA test was done. I know. Done. You've said this since like, well, this the first episode of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you said much. this. You're like... He is definitely going to be the dad. He's going to be the dad. They will not pass up an opportunity for Watts Mitchell baby. No. They they have to have that. They would love that. That would be like historic. Yeah. And the character can rule the square in the future. Exactly. King or queen of the square. Yeah. So yes. Sharon versus Phil escalated to the point where Phil almost punches her. But the police police arrive. arrive. (gasps) Oh. That was such a duff duff. I feel like having like the bill music, you know. <laughs> is that the right music? Or is that Hobie singing? Oh, is that Casualty? <laughs> casualty. <laughs> God, I just don't... Insert the bill. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the bill's music now. It's been so long. I can't remember oh, it. I don't know. No, I've lost it now. Oh, no. But Why yeah. am I just getting heartbeat in my head? I'm like, heartbeat. heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, well. That's not what I'm looking for. I mean, maybe in a few years. <laughs> they arrived, they arrest the Mitchells. That was seriously a good duff duff. When it was, wasn't they were interrogating it? Phil and I was like, what? I did not expect this. I'm sorry. What evidence do they have to hold Phil there? Or oh, anyone. Like you could, you've got like 24 hours, don't you, to prove to have a certain amount of evidence to like hold yeah. someone. But like, they literally had like the finest finest thread of evidence they've got a video which only has keanu on Mm -hmm. and the fact that no one's seen keanu since yeah but nothing even really holds martin to it either that's a burner phone yeah and i also don't think that either ben or martin touched that with their bare hands no martin Martin wore gloves martin had his gloves on he was clever that's one time he was clever (laughs) the one time the one time he was clever you know he didn't just learn how to chloroform people he learned how to put gloves on as well (laughs) He just didn't check his van or learn where to put the phone. <laughs> or just get rid of the phone in the first place. just get place. rid of it in the first place, yeah. I just don't understand how this evidence, like, in any way, is, like, detrimental to the Mitchells. Well, they were let go. 
They were. They were. And, and then... Lisa and Phil have their Portugal dreams. Yes. Oh, my God. Lisa's dreams come, come true, finally. All she's ever wanted was Phil, Louise, and her. Screw Ben. <laughs> just them three. That's literally what just like, just, oh, forget about him. <laughs> In Portugal. In Portugal. That's all she's ever wanted. In our villa, paid by Mel. But yes, so they're, they're planning on escaping. I don't know how you're going to escape the judiciary system by going to Portugal. <laughs> I'm fairly certain we have extradition orders. I'm not even sure we would need one. They're about to see Keanu there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot he's hiding over there, isn't he? Speaking of hiding, Denny is. He's not going with them. He was hiding behind a car. Yes. Their black cab was growing empty very quickly. Denny was was not coming with them. He said, no, nah, I'm not leaving. I think Denny's very angry with everyone because everyone's been lying to him yeah. for a very long time. Everyone are just liars. I love Denny. I hope Denny's he going to get angry. His own I hope he gets Dark angry. Denny. Dark Denny. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense to me. That would make sense. Speaking of other people who were left behind by the black cab, what about poor Kathy? Yeah, because she's, <laughs> she's moved into the Mitchells and yeah. no one's really said, they left her a note. They've left her a note. <laughs> but no one's went, oh, we're going to go off to Portugal, so you're just going to be living here alone. <laughs> Even though this isn't your house. <laughs> In my head, I've just got this image of like Kathy coming downstairs and being like, Where's everyone gone? <laughs> <laughs> like, just looking back. Making a tea, just wondering. Just popping, just popping the telly on thinking, God, it's getting late now, isn't it? No one's turned up. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll just put some beans on toast and then I'll just and also, some beans on toast. Let's think about Bex here. She thinks Louise, oh, yeah, is, Louise coming is coming around to watch back. a film. <laughs> yeah, love everyone who's just been forgotten by the Mitchells. Would you like to come around later, watch a film? We'll have popcorn. Louise is like, yeah, I would. Yeah, that'd be lovely. But, but I'm actually, not, I'm off to Portugal. I'm not going to come back. <laughs> we'll take a rain check on that movie for about three months. But there is one other person who didn't take that black cab off into the sunset with the rest of the, the Mitchells. That's Ben. So just like New Year, we're jumping back in time before Ben made his decision to stay. So Callum's returned just in time as well because Ben had said... The last thing he needs was Callum around here because he would break. And then <laughs> in EastEnders style, we just pot us up through a door. <laughs> I was not expecting that as no. he's returned. Oh my God, I know. Straight to it, wasn't well, it? Straight, straight to, in there. Straight to the business. I mean, it was, you know, slightly overshadowed when Ben turned around and was like, did you just want a discount? Um, <laughs> and then was like, also, we're still not together. Oh, Ben, come on. Don't do this to us. I know. But yes, then... Ben, you know, sends him on his way. They're not, they've had their quickie. He's had his quickie discount, Callum, and poor Callum's devastated because Ben's like, we're still not getting back together. But he still cares for Callum because he cares enough to go and ruin what he thinks is a date. I know. Which turned out, poor Callum was having a business interview. Staffing, well, the guy was preparing him. Yes, for his interview. Yeah, to apply for the police and do the interview and everything. And Ben's like, I'm his ex. Oh my God. And he was like saying all these things about yeah. how he looks like a dad or something like that, doesn't he? It was like literally saying he looks so old and things like that. I was like, I was like Ben, was this is clearly not his date. I mean, I was a little bit horrified at first when I thought. When I thought it was. Oh my yeah. God, what I was if like, it is his date? Callum. Callum, that is not your taste. Oh, that's not no, good. No, Callum. No, no. No, no. No, no. Stick to quickies on, on a, the table with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's some color action yeah that that's what we want we don't want <laughs> we don't want men with balding patches in the back of the head um but yes then callum then ran back to to ben and was like listen what do you want from me are we going to get back together do you like me what what's all this if you're you know sleeping with me one minute then dump me the next and then also then ruining what you think is a date which by the way wasn't a date it was an interview was like or like a meetup with someone who was in the police which I think are all fair things to say. Yes, yes. Callum's very confused. He's kind of been messed around. Yeah. And he doesn't understand because like one minute he's not in love with her and the next he's he is. on the car lot table. Then Ben obviously has nowhere else to go when Callum's confronted with all these questions. So Ben, like all the Mitchells at this point, <laughs> confesses. Basically just says, I killed a man. So naturally, Callum runs away. Yeah, I think everyone would. <laughs> and then when like Callum actually does find out who it is, it's sort of 
it's still his reactions like minimized a bit it's really weird like you know he doesn't he's obviously not over the moon that ben's murdered someone or orchestrated someone's death but it's like well you didn't actually kill him though did he hired martin to kill him well he does say ben does say that actually it was all because of phil yeah it was killing his dad or doing what his dad ordered pretty much yes exactly and i think we can all understand that because let's be real phil has put an enormous amount of pressure on ben in the past well as lisa said you've ruined a kid's life and two others yeah ben is like had a horrific life with phil but he's also the only dad and the only parent really that ben has had for most of his life all ben wants is for him to be proud of him exactly so of course he's naturally going to you know try and save his dad's life regardless of what he's done i just love how family is everything to phil but he's killed the dad well he thinks he's killed the dad of his granddaughter yeah (laughs) and also and then also put his kids in this difficult position yeah 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 ruined their lives (laughs) that's family that's family that's mitchell family (laughs) but ben pushes callum away once more because he's like listen it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether i pulled the trigger or ordered someone to pull the trigger um, you know, evil thrown through and we just can't work work out. So Callum's devastated once more. But the boy band material he is. Oh. He can get any date. I mean he could. According to Rainy. As long as he, he could get me, as long as he doesn't cook carbonara. <laughs> no, yeah, no carbonara. No carbonara. So Rainy has been setting him up on some dating sites. Yes. Sneaky. Oh, yes. Getting on that grinder. I mean, I just always think people are gonna get murdered whenever they go on that thing. <laughs> like, you know, after the uh, honest to God. Every time, every time people are like, I'm on that app, I'm like, get off it. Get out. I heard the stories. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the crime documentaries that are like, <laughs> grinder killer, Tinder, Tinder murderer. <laughs> like, to be fair, that is true. It is, isn't Whenever it? you watch a documentary on Netflix, it's always something like that, isn't it? Is. It is. I met him online. I met him online. <laughs> he seemed like such a nice guy. Then the next minute, she's like, axe murdered. I don't know how she's talking about this. I've just been axe murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I left her voice recording five minutes before he murdered me. <laughs> I just watched Catfish. Yes. Oh, my God. They all God. meet online yes. and then they go to their door and Max and Neva like, Well, just watch the original. Oh, this is them. Is it? It doesn't look anything like this person. Just watch the original Catfish where it's like <gasps> the one with Neve's with actual Neve, storyline yeah. where yeah. like she's like catfished him. And it's been like 15 other people. It was brilliant. And that's just what I thought was going to happen to Callum. Thankfully, he wasn't. He wasn't catfished. The guy was was a bit of a tasty fish. He wasn't, you know, wasn't not good to look at. <laughs> but he was just a little bit too sweet and cuddly for Callum. And Callum just wasn't over him. Over, so he left. Wasn't over Ben. Well, to be fair, Simon did give him the choice to leave. True. I not feel a like great he was... idea if you really want this date. Mm. Just like, well, if you don't, just leave. I feel like he was <laughs> very understanding, though. I yeah. think you could tell that. Callum still loved Ben. That like, yeah, so his, he, he didn't want to like waste either of their times. Really. Yeah, exactly. Very efficient. Yeah, an, an efficient gay. <laughs> so the Callum then leaves his date, spends his night staring longingly across the road at Ben and Lexi. <laughs> and Sharon comes up, creeps up actually, doesn't she? she took a leaf out of Leo's book. She's just like a beret's back. Yeah, oh, she is. She's wearing a vengeance beret. I love, <laughs> I love that. it. I love it. And then she's like, shout with that hoodie. You're better off without them. The whole family's poison. (laughs) She's like that, isn't she? I love her. And um, then next, she basically phones the police and ruins, well, seems to ruin any chance that Callum has of getting back with Ben because Ben's making them plans and he's getting his ticket to Portugal. Way! (laughs) Portugal! (laughs) Mitchell's favourite place. Yeah, everyone's leaving. Everyone's leaving. Ben's leaving. Not Denny. Not Denny. Not Kathy. Not Kathy. Or Bex. Bex still waiting for that film. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> but Ben's planning on leaving. He's said his goodbyes to, to Lexi, Lola, Jay. Jay's got tooth pulling duties. That was very Ew. important. I know. <laughs> I was freaked out by that as well. I was like, who wants to pull people's teeth out? <laughs> but that was very important. And though... The way it was said there, I was like, was Jay pulling them out? <laughs> <laughs> or pulling his own teeth out. Like <laughs> <laughs> the dentists out there? <laughs> but yes... Ben's planning on leaving. It's over. He said his goodbyes. Until he hears some voices in his head. Don't leave me again, Connor. I won't leave you again. I'm going to stay. A bit like that. <laughs> except it was Callum. <laughs> yes. Except it wasn't about us. <laughs> it was more about their relationship. And so, with the voices rattling around in his head, 
Ben can't go through with this. He can't leave. So he says to his dad, he says, look, I don't want to run anymore, dad. And then Phil and Ben have the most amazing I think moment ever. This is what Ben's always wanted from Phil. Yes. He says he's proud of him. Yeah. He deserves to be happy. And he says he wants him with Callum. Mm-hmm. He's happy with Callum. And also, if anything does happen, if the police come back, just blame, blame him. him. And, and now Ben can just rest a bit. And I was just like, oh I mean, my. I don't know if he can when yeah. you know exactly what's happened. But come on, it's EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was nice. It was nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. <laughs> nice cuddly feelings. Like, I just think that is the words that Ben has been waiting to hear his entire Finally life. Finally came out from Phil's mouth. Finally came from Phil's mouth. He's proud of him. Like, that is all he's ever wanted, I think. You could see it in his face. Yeah. That's all he wanted to hear. And then with all that, like, filling him with, you know, happiness and... The power of positivity. He then charged out of that cab and went and got his man. They reunited. They had their moment where Ben was like, I'm not a good person, Callum, and you are a good person. But you make me want to be a better person. Yeah. It's a reunion we've all hoped for. It was everything. It was everything we wanted. (laughs) Then they have a spin kiss moment that was taken out of Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like so cinematic. It was, wasn't it? It was very cinematic. <laughs> I felt like we're watching like, I don't know. But in the cinema. Like um, some sort of like romance, you yeah. know, like a rom-com or something. Like right at the end of a rom-com yes. when the couple reunite. And That's the what it felt like. sun's yeah. beating down on them. And everyone's looking at them like, oh. Yeah. Oh. And we got that moment. Yeah, Lola was in the background like, oh. The family all reunite. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So finally, Balam is back together. Isn't it funny? You were back for Balam. I'm back for Balam and they're now back for me. So it's now time for this week's Slapping Dan. And we have two because we're doing two weeks. Yes. So for the first week, Leo. It has to be Leo. Could it really be anyone else? Could it be anyone other than Leo? He's always creeping around. He's always stalking. He's always getting his coffee breaks and then coming back and doing a bit more creeping. Like... Who else could it be? And for last week, we didn't actually put out a poll for this one because there was only one person we could actually think of who was deplorable enough. <laughs> yeah. So the one person who's got enough darkness to fill this void. And it is Dotty. It has to be Dotty as well. Like, I'm sorry. The spawn of Nick Cotton. Spawn of Nick Cotton. <laughs> it's like the gruesome twosome, isn't it? The gruesome twosome. I mean, to be fair, they go really well together. They do. We said Le- this ages Leo, ago. Leo and Dotty, pure darkness. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Duh. So now it's time for last week and the week before's heroes. So for the first week, it's Cat. It has to be Cat. She stood up to Leo. She stood up to Leo. She had a blooming good birthday party. She did some brilliant one-liners. I mean, she looks good for 50. Yeah, she really does. So come on. I was like, you can't be 50. It has to be Cat. She has been phenomenal. We all love Cat. We all love Cat. And our next hero is Sharon. Sharon. Couldn't be anyone else, could it? Who could it have been other than Sharon? Sharon Watts is back. Sharon took the revenge. Sharon totally, totally did fill over. She has gotten her revenge. She's driven him from the country, driven him from Warfad. She's queen of the square once more. And Phil is no more. So as there's been two weeks worth of episodes, we've put our heads together and decided on a rating for an overall of the two weeks. Yes. And we have two heroes. So we're going to take a hero each. Lovely. So I'm getting Kat for the ratings and you're getting Sharon. Well, I think all of this, the whole drama with Sharon, the Shianu climax almost, you could call it. And all of the other cool stuff that's been happening on the side, all the little side stories, Leo. Yeah, Kat. I think all the side stories have also been as good as like the main the stories. Main? Yeah, for all those reasons. And Linda. Oh, I Linda's mean, she's fabulous. smashing it. For all those reasons, it has to be 4.5 Sharons. And 4.5 Cats. Inspired by a line from Honey and Mitch's fabulous little date they had, I came up with a little game called to be or not to be <laughs> and it's a game just for you emma okay the game is simple as all good games are emma has a sheet i'm handing it to her now oh okay feel free to turn it over now it's not like an exam <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's like, am i allowed to <laughs> so on this sheet there's <gasps> a number of pictures of oh people's 
feet and, and shoes. And Emma just has to tell me who each foot or shoe belongs to. It's very simple. (laughs) Just tell me who those toes belong to, Emma. So let's begin. (laughs) Okay. So foot number one. (gasps) That's really dark. Sorry, yeah, it cut cut a bit off of that. (laughs) There's some very sturdy shoes. (laughs) Ooh. There's some serious sturdy shoes. Phil Mitchell? Correct. No. Yes. Oh, I feel like, I feel a bit weird getting it right. <laughs> you know his feet. I know his feet. You know his feet. Too, know his feet a bit too well. So, on to number two. Okay. Who's foot number two? I can't tell if that's a man or a woman. Oh, oh it's someone. You will kick yourself if you don't get it. <laughs> um. Take a look at the other things around. Maybe that'll give you a little bit of knowledge of of who's in that picture there's a lot of rubble a lot of a lot of debris as if you've been in a car accident or witnessed one oh <laughs> is that sharon yes <laughs> it's sharon it's where she's like walking across holding that baby bump and she's got her shoes her little high heels on yeah, they don't look like heels on there Look like tap shoes. Yeah, they look, I, I was so confused. I was like, other than Ben Mitchell, who's been tap dancing? It's that really famous tap dancer. <laughs> <laughs> so on to number three. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that one. <laughs> that's Martin Fowler and yes. that's Linda Carter. Yes, correct. <laughs> that's from the Christmas Day. Slash New Year's Day, like, flashback. Kidnap and all Kidnap. that, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's when he's dragging her out of the van. <laughs> you know that was that spoiler picture that got that's exactly circulated. why i knew i was like yeah. i've seen that spoiler picture quite remembered. a few times so on to the next shoe who does that tour belong to is that shirley carter yes <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be drenched by um that's what I thought. tina's ex i've seen that photo of, like on memes and stuff <laughs> Now, the next one might be a bit difficult because I, I just found this one randomly and I thought, yes, perfect. So who is the next set of tools? There's two in this that you've got you've to name. One is it's very special to us. Now, this one looks like Lola because they're the kind of trousers she wears. But I'm also thinking Whitney. Oh, yes. Okay. So you've got one, Whitney, I was going to say, because like, she also loves animal print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's between the two and I can't decide. So if it's Whitney... Who could the other foot belong to? Oh, Who do these tools belong to? Inspection. Get a good inspection. <laughs> you might even need like, I don't know, like um, some sort of equipment. Maybe something that a doctor might use. Are they wellies? <laughs> <laughs> I love that these hints are flying over your head. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I had no idea. <laughs> Who could those tools belong to? this game's funny I knew you would love it also she has a very nice bag (laughs) give you another oh is it Sonia yes yes (laughs) I love that and on to the final one oh this one's for three you've got to get three so who do these tours belong to so that's Lexi (laughs) yes that must be Lola. Yep. And that's Ben. Correct. Yay! You've got all the points I right. Got all the toes. I mean, it took me ages to get number three, but yeah, there. you've got all the toes, Emma. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You are the winner of to be or not to be. Guess who? Guess who? Guess who? Guess who? Guess who? So it's time for Guess Who, the EastEnders edition. Ooh. We each have an individual sheet. And we have picked someone on this sheet who is our character. And now we're going to ask each other questions to narrow down who that character is. It's a bit like, who am I? But with more people. And it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, not like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Ready. So, shall I go first? Go on, you kick it off. Right. Are you male or female? I am female. Crossing off all of the, the males. Almost forgot forgot to cross Bobby Beale off there, but then I thought, well, everyone forgets Bobby Beale every time again. <laughs> okay. Are you male or female? I'm female. Oh. We are gonna pick the same person. I feel up. like it. I've tried to go for 
like someone different who I think oh, you're going to go for. I have as well. Do you oh, know so that? it's the same person It's going to be the same person. The hive mind's going to have struck again. For you listeners who don't know me and Emma have this habit of, of always thinking of the same thing at the exact same time. It's quite scary. It is. So we call it the hive mind. <laughs> so we're both female, right? Are you young, old, or middle-aged? Oh, very specific. Mm. Old. Oh. That could be depending on, you know, a lot of things. <laughs> Sorry, just having to cross everyone out. It takes a while, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I think I know. Well, I mean, yeah, probably looking at this. I think I know now. Are you old, young, or middle aged? Old. <laughs> <laughs> Do you frequently visit Ireland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, don't say you also frequently visit Ireland. Yes. <laughs> that oh, my mind struck again. Let's just say it. Are you Dot? I am Dot. Are you Dot? I am Dot. <laughs> Kathy, but I thought, no, you were going I thought that. I was going to go for either Sharon or Kathy, and I thought, <laughs> I better not go for them. I'll go for Dot. <laughs> well, this is the first time we've done Guess Who, and we both picked the exact same person. So, really, no one wins. <laughs> it's a draw. This week's episode was sponsored by Sharon's Investigation Beret. Perfect for stylish sleuthing when you're sneaking into sheds and recovering lost or stolen evidence. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.